You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you can get podcasts. Listen up, Ohio, because this is a test from Pepsi. If you call C-Bus C-Town, you're not from Ohio. If you don't know the Blue Jackets actually have a fifth line, you're not from Ohio. And if you don't know what to say when someone yells OH, you're not from Ohio. We know this because at Pepsi, we are from Ohio. In fact, we bottle ice-cold Pepsi right here in C-Bus. So when you're thirsty for something that says you're from here and proud of it, grab a Pepsi and say here's to OHIO, where Pepsi and life are oh-so-refreshing. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Derek Jeter! This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Victory Friday edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast, everybody. I'm Thomas Carinante. I will be your host today, Adam Weinrib. Away for the next week. He's on vacation. Let the guy enjoy himself. The Yankees tried to stress him out last night. It's not going to work. We're, we got good vibes coming from every area of life at this moment. Yankees win their 12th straight in Oakland. Uh, really can't say enough about this. It, it, you didn't see this coming, guys. I, I don't really care who you are or what you predicted. Um, there are there are zero takes out there telling us that the Yankees would be going 34 and 11 um, over their last 45 games to take the lead in the wild card and be only four back of the Rays and uh, what a couple of games ahead of the Red Sox at this point. What are we looking at? Yeah, uh, three games ahead of the Red Sox in the uh, in in the wild card right now. So. Things are looking up just in the beginning of July. We were 41 and 41. Now we're 75 and 52. Um, Last night looked like the end of the winning streak was going to come was was nearing. Uh, The Yankees took a 6-0 lead with Jamison Tyone on the hill. You're sitting there saying, well, J-Mo's been absolute nails for his last uh, nine starts. This should be easy. Nope. Instead, uh, the A's score six runs in innings three through five. Tie the game. Unbelievable. Classic Yankees performance in Oakland. You're crapping your pants because you know what's going to happen. The bullpen is probably going to do something you don't want to see. Um, luckily, aside from Albert Abreu get, giving up a run, coming in to uh, kind of put out the flames after Tyone, bullpen holds strong. Clay Holmes comes in, scoreless inning. Loisega, two awesome innings. Chapman shuts the door. We didn't see that coming. Shuts the door in 18 pitches and faced the top of the A's lineup. Uh, in that ninth inning after Aaron Judge's go-ahead single. Uh, guys, we're going to get all into it um, in a second, um, please. But this is the Yanks Euro Podcast. Please find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you do get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review and a mailbag question. We want to hear more from you. We want to 
we want more discourse. We want to talk more Yankees. The Yankees have been lending themselves to every topic imaginable in 2021. Poor play, great play, crazy roster moves, um, or difficult roster moves, crazy decisions at the trade deadline. What's to come in the offseason? We're already thinking it. We're thinking now. We're thinking in the past. We're thinking in the future. Yankees world is insane right now in a very good way. Yankees have won 12 straight to improve to 75 and 52. We truly can't believe it. Four games back of the Rays, guys. We can really make this happen. We want the division. We don't want the wild card. Um, but before we talk further about what happened last night and what's to come this weekend, uh, we got to talk about Manscaped. And after that rough outing last night, please take some time uh, for personal uh, hygiene and health and all that. The Yankees kept us up till 1.30 in the morning. Stressful win. We'll take it. But lis- listeners across the galaxy, Listen, zone in right now, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet, pube planet, with the performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will make you feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Guys, it's a good deal. You might as well do it. I could vouch for the lawnmower 3.0. That's what I got. Things a beast. I can't imagine what this 4.0 offers. Um, this fourth generation trimmer actually features cutting uh, cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. We don't want those. We've all been there. Don't really need to get into detail. Uh, thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 also has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, and is even waterproof. You can do it in the shower. No mess. Unbelievable. So if you're interested in this deal, guys, head on over to manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Again, 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Um, and we're thanking the Yankees tonight. Yeah, guys, let's, let's give some thanks to Aaron Boone, man. The fire we've been waiting to see. The first couple innings uh, in this game, the Yankees were getting, uh, Yankees were getting squeezed by the, uh, the home plate umpire. Um, uh, bad calls on Aaron Judge. Bad call, uh, really bad call on a full count on Joey Gallo. Uh, the strike zone, I, I, I don't even know what this guy was looking at. Um, unfortunately, he's making a greater uh, case for robot umps. Um, you know, I'm for humans uh, in the workforce and, you know, kind of bettering society in that way. But um, uh, Mr. Todd Titchener, if that's how you say his name, certainly didn't help his case. Uh, rung up Gallo on a pitch way off the plate from uh, former Yankee James Caprillion, who started for the A's last night. Um, and Boone was arguing call, uh, balls and strikes from the dugout, ended up getting ejected and then got his money money's worth, came out uh, very reminiscent of the 2019 Savages in the Box rant. Um, I think you guys remember that when, uh, when it happened in the Bronx. Um, lost his mind, absolutely flipped out, uh, got sent out early. You can't say that this didn't galvanize the team. You want to know why? Because Giancarlo Stanton was the next batter. He worked the full count and then probably hit one of the coolest home runs you'll see all year. Effortless, bombed to dead center field. Everybody knew it was gone. Uh, it was like a homer out of a video game. Uh, that gave the Yankees a 1-0 lead. Then two batters later, Brett Gardner homers. 2-0 lead. Then in the next inning, Anthony Rizzo doubles, drives home Andrew Velasquez. 3-0 lead. Then Joey Gallo gets his revenge. James Caprillion tries to sneak a fastball by him. Not quite. Three-run homer, 
absolute bomb. The moonshots we've been looking to see more of from Joey Gallo this year. He's been struggling for the most part, but um, you got to hope uh, this is the start where he uh, he begins turning things around. Um, uh, nonetheless, his mere presence in the lineup has balanced things out, has given hitters, other, uh, other hitters opportunities to cash in. Uh, if you haven't noticed, Giancarlo Santana and Aaron Judge have been on absolute fire uh, since the trade deadline. Um, the Yankees have been running through teams 34 and 11 run now over the last last 45 games. Uh, we've been saying the runs like this uh, are really what this team needs to get back into it. And here we are. We really can't say much more about what they've been doing. Um, at this point, it feels like they can't lose. We really don't want to get into that mindset because we know how things can come quickly crashing back down to earth. Just ask the Boston Red Sox about that. The second half, uh, we warned you guys talking shit the entire first half, and now things aren't looking so great for you. So uh, second half ha has been absolutely incredible for the Yankees. This four-game set against the A's is very crucial. Taking that first game and showing that resilience was I was probably the most important aspect. I know it didn't initially, it wasn't initially supposed to be that way. The Yankees had a 6-0 lead. Jamison Tyone on the mound. You think, great, here we go. Jamo nails for the last two months. Not quite. Jamo, a uh, lot of walks did him in. Um, he only gave he only gave up uh he only gave up four hits uh or uh yeah, four hits, uh, but the walks killed him. He was trying to paint the corners, had no luck. Um back-to-back -back solo shots uh, in the third inning, got the A's going, and then the fourth inning, they put up three runs, and that was it. Uh, Albert Abreu comes in, then gives up the game-tying home run to Josh Harrison. Then you're like, great, here we go in Oakland again. Uh, same old story. Yankees can't win here. The Yankees coming into this game 7-21 and in their last 28 games at the Coliseum. Uh <laughs> I mean, come on, that, that, that's like the twins at Yankee Stadium type deal. Um, nonetheless, the Yankees battled. And guys, you know what? You know what's good about winning streaks? I want to talk about good stuff today. I don't want to talk about bad stuff. We, we got to give Aaron Boone props. Got to give Giancarlo Stanton props. The guy is absolutely on fire. And he only went one for four. But that home run, man, that set the tone. Um, we'll, get into, we'll get into these other players and their contributions in, in a few minutes. But um, isn't it great how winning heals all? Because you're sitting there, you're watching that eighth inning last night, correct? You're definitely watching it. Um, the Yankees load the bases uh, in that eighth. They're they're starting to uh, put some pressure on the A's bullpen um, after a few innings where they kind of let them, didn't entirely let them off the hook, but weren't exactly applying the Yankees-like pressure that we're accustomed to, working counts, getting walks, putting guys in scoring position. And Judge doubles, Gallo walks, runners on first and second, no outs. Stanton just misses a pitch, flies out to center. The runners can't move, unfortunately. Then Gary Sanchez comes up, works a nice walk. Gardner comes up. You're like, okay, dude, just put the ball on the ground. So all we need is to put the ball on the ground. But you're sitting here and you're like, look, this is house money. I understand we just blew a 6-0 lead. We're on an 11-game winning streak, though. We're up, what, it was uh, four games in the win column. Or, yeah, four games on the win column in Oakland heading into this one. So, you know, you lose one, you lose two, you split the series, you even lose three. It's not that big of a deal. You don't want to have that lackadaisical attitude, but you know what? Things have been really going good for the Yankees. Why are we going to stress about some untimely hitting? This is, this is for when the team is unable to perform. This is when 
The players don't need to be under such a microscope when the winning is happening. There's going to be errors. People are going to falter. 11-game win streaks are very rare. The Yankees haven't done it since, I think it was 1985 or whatever it was, and I think this is their first game win streak now since 1961, since Roger Maris was uh, chasing the home run record. Um, So Gardner, bad at bat. We're not going to let him off the hook. Terrible at bat, pops out to second. That's two outs. We can't advance. We can't advance uh, the runners with first and second, no outs, unfortunately. And then Gio Rochella comes up. He grounds He puts the ball in play. He grounds out. That would have been great for when we had one out. That's what we need. We need to put the ball on the ground when there's one out. Gardner, lazy pop up to second. Terrible at bat. People are rightfully mad. You know, you're watching this game. You're like, we just blew a 6-0 lead. We want this win. But, you know, I know you'll probably go to Twitter and you will see all the people criticizing the Yankees for that inning. You'll see the outrage. Um, but for me, I just didn't feel I wasn't that mad. I was watching the game late, couldn't sleep. Um, I was like, you know what? We just we're, we're going to have to take some L's. We're going to have to take it on the chin once in a while. If the Yankees are going to blow it with the bases loaded, is it really anything new for you at this point? Are you surprised that they're doing that? And they're doing it in Oakland, a place that they're famous for not being good at over the last three, four years. So, you know, if this is a loss, whatever, we'll bounce back. Everything will be fine. Loisega comes, uh, Loisega was already in. He pitches another inning in the eighth, absolutely shuts, shuts the show down. Um, and then top of the ninth comes. Voigt flies out to center as a pinch hitter. DJ LeMahieu lines out to right. We got two outs. Great. Now what? Anthony Rizzo works a walk. Tyler Wade pinch runs. Tyler Wade steals second. Uh, A's catcher Sean Murphy airmails the ball into center field. Wade gets the third. Judge, on a, I think it was a 2-2 count or a 1-2 count, wrestles off an inside, uh, an inside pitch in on the hands, pokes it into right field. Single, boom. Tyler Wade scores. Yankees lead 7-6. The dugout is going nuts. Um, everybody is jacked up from... Aaron Boone losing his mind to the Yankees pouring on six runs to the bullpen staying resilient um, and the lineup coming through when they needed to, to take down, to take down the Oakland athletics. But the job wasn't done there. I think we all know that the ninth inning is not safe for the New York Yankees, especially with the role of Chapman closing it nowadays. Uh, we don't really know what to expect from, I mean, we do know what to expect from him at this point from a nightly basis. He's not been good. That's that, that. That's the fact that I can't locate his fastball. Uh, everybody wants Lewis going to be the closer. You really can't blame them at this point. He's been the better relief pitcher. Um, he's better suited for high leverage situations. His stuff is just much more threatening at this point. Chapman is sometimes throwing slop. Can't locate his splitter slider. Sometimes weak fastball. Sometimes the velocity doesn't entirely get up to where it needs to be when he steps on the mound for the, those first couple pitches um, in the high leverage situation. Loisega, on the other hand, pumping a hundo. It doesn't matter. Anyway, Chapman comes in and he doesn't have the easiest task, does not have an easy task here. Um, he's going against the uh, the top of the A's lineup. So uh, you're sitting there and you're like, great. Uh, not really sure what's going to happen at this point. Chapman has been very shaky uh, the other night against um, who we beat the other night. I don't even know. I, I, the, win, the win streak has been so incredible. I'm just blacking out because I'm so happy. Um, <clears throat> anyway, the uh, the game against the Braves the other night, um, he ends up loading the bases. It's really not good. Aaron Boone has to come out, go to Wandy Peralta to get the final out against Freddie Freeman. Just not a good look for, you know, a guy like Chapman, who's a, a, a 
one of the best closers maybe the sport has ever seen. He recorded his 300th save last night. He's facing uh he's facing hitters. Um, he's facing the top of the order here. Uh, so or nine nine one two. Uh, Elvis Andrews, Mark Canha, Starling Marte. Uh, Andrews flies out to center. Uh, he gets a great strikeout on Mark Canha. Um, and then Starling Marte gets a dinky infield single through the hole uh, between short and third base. Tyler Wade fielded it, but uh, didn't have enough time to throw to uh, to throw it over to first. So Matt Olson comes up and you're like, great. At least we have the lefty lefty matchup here. But Chapman's got to be able to locate. He really does. He can't be he can't be playing any games here. You uh, you walk him, then you're then you're in a hole. A whole nother level of, of of stress. But guess what? Didn't matter if he walked him anyway, because Marte immediately steals second. So you're like, great. Single ties this game up. It, it could he, it, it could be a lucky bloop single. It literally doesn't matter what it is. Chapman's literally he's going to have to strike him out or get him to or get him to uh, or get him to hit it right at a defender, because with the way uh, uh, the opposition has been hitting Chapman lately, it, it really hasn't been boding well for a lot of people have been putting the ball in play in, in convenient spots against the world of Chapman, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But anyway, Olsen grounds out to second. Chapman was attacking hitters. He was locating his fastball. He was confident with his pitch selection. Um, something we haven't seen all too lately since uh, I think he, what was it? 20 games. He didn't, he didn't give up a run in the first two months of the season. And then he's been probably the most, uh, uh, the most knocked around closer since then. I think we're going to, I think we can kind of boil it down to, um, but anyway, the Yankees win guys, that is 12 straight. Uh, we really can't really can't say how incredible, uh, this has been the turnaround from earlier in this year. Uh, I know we talk about it on every podcast, uh, episode, but this is really shaping up to be one of the craziest seasons in recent memory for the Yankees. Um, Nobody saw this type of turnaround. Um, nobody saw this team being uh, galvanized to this extent. Nobody saw the rotation being this good. Um, and the, the great part about it all is that, yeah, the Yankees did need that kind of fire from Aaron Boone earlier this year when they weren't performing. But guess what? We'll take it at any point. You got you to gotta remember, guys, Aaron Boone underwent heart surgery before the season started. Um, I'm sure he was still taking time to recover. Um, I'm sure he was still taking time to, to kind of find his bearings and, and, uh, and find that passion deep within him to, uh, to really get the team excited, um, go out there and look, he he's say what you want about Aaron Boone. He's defended his guys in most spots. I know the beginning of this year, it's kind of been problematic because it's been a lot of defending players who have been underperforming. Um, and it's been a lot of excuses. Uh, I think the famous one was baseball is hard. Uh, we heard that one earlier in the year. Yeah, we know it's hard. Um, but Boone's Boone, for as much as you want to criticize Boone, I know a lot of people don't like him. He's got his players backs. Um, and it was clear last night. Um, it, it was good that he didn't allow that situation to dictate the game. Um, he nipped it in the bud. Uh, I know the strike, the, the strike zone definitely imp- improved after that. Um, but you don't want to be the manager standing in the dugout watching this ump kind of uh, let this garbage strike zone continue for the entire game. He saw enough in the second inning. Um, he was fed up. He went out there. He let his voice be heard, got ejected. Everyone gets pumped. And this is the kind of stuff that you need. And guess what? Why not light the team on fire during an 11 game win streak? Get everybody jacked up during the win streak. Maybe it extends to 15. Who knows? We're not going to get greedy, but 
you're sitting here and uh, we're looking at the schedule. We got three more games in Oakland, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, and we're, we're, we'd be lying if we said this wasn't favorable for the Yankees. We got Garrett Cole tonight against Sean Manaya, Nestor Cortez Jr. on Saturday against Frankie Montas. Um, and then we got Jordan Montgomery on Sunday night baseball against Paul Blackburn. You're going to tell me that the Yankees, the, Yankee, the Yankees might be able to sweep this. I, I know it sounds crazy because it's in Oakland. They haven't been good here. Um, and where is this optimism coming from? Because we've been so critical of the Yankees all year. But, you know, you want to talk about a team hitting a stride. The Yankees are um, the Yankees are in their stride right now. They are the hottest team since the MLB trade deadline, which is crazy to think because the Los Angeles Dodgers, who also made uh, the biggest splashes at the trade trade deadline, are 19 and four um, uh, since making those moves. Um, the Yankees, on the other hand, are 21 and four. So uh, it's really it's really been unbelievable to watch. Um, And now you get all these favorable pitching matchups. You get through the you get through the one game that it looked like the the A's were going to flip the script on you after an early 6-0 lead. You show resilience, win that game. And now you have your ace on the mound against the team. Look, I'm going to be honest. The A's kind of have their backs against the wall. They kind of do. You look at the playoff picture and it's not getting any easier for them. It really is not. It's 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 tough because the American League is good. The Red Sox have two and a half games on the A's right now in the wild card. Seattle's only a game behind the A's one game behind. They just took it to the A's in their last series. So um, Oakland's playing with their backs against the wall. I know that it, sometimes you might look at it and be like, oh, you know, that's that's not really an advantage. But sometimes it is. Look at the San Diego Padres. I know they're kind of out of the picture, but they just played a three game set against the Los Angeles Dodgers with their backs against the wall and the Dodgers took it to them. No reason to think that the Yankees can't do the same. Um, I know they're across the country on a on a West Coast trip and it's it's it, it doesn't entirely uh, fall in fall in their favor. But these pitching matchups, I really like them. If Cortez, if Cole and Cortez can give the bullpen some length and preserve them uh, uh, for Sunday, or, you know, maybe for uh, maybe you get a, a, maybe you get Cortez to go five and then unleash the bullpen on Saturday. Maybe at that point you take three and then just play your chances with Monty on Sunday and see what happens. Look, I don't know. I'm really liking what I'm seeing from this team. And uh, I, I know if we're, beating Oakland at this point, we are giving Boston more of a, of a leg up in the wild card. Um, but let's not even think about the wild card guys. We think about the division, the Rays. We got to come after the Rays. That's the team that we, that we, we need the division. We don't want to have this subject to a wild, a wild card series or a wild card game. Um, it's really, it's really not what you want. And the way the Yankees are playing right now um, suggests that they could make up some ground against the Rays. Unfortunately, Tampa's got a series against the O's coming up, but the O's are on fire, dude. Two two straight wins after losing 19 straight or whatever it was. So hopefully they can come through for us, get a win. The Yankees can grab another game. Um, but anyway, at this point, uh, you really can't you really can't underestimate what the Yankees are doing right now. Um, and uh, everything's falling in their favor, and they really have to continue to take advantage of this. Um, and uh, one thing I kind of wanted to talk about that um, actually I think maybe helps them in this postseason. Um, 
is what Carlos Correa had to say the other day. Um, I know completely off topic, but um, how much more can we talk about the series with Oakland? That win was great. Uh, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. We got the guys lining up. It feels good. We're going to play with the house money at this point with 12 straight wins. And we're going to keep this train rolling. But anyway, Carlos Correa, um, earlier this week in a piece published by The Athletic, mentioned that this was going to be his last year in Houston. So what does that mean? I guess I guess that is what it means. It means that he's not coming back to the Astros after the season. He is a free agent. He's going to be part of the star-studded class alongside Corey Seager, um, alongside Javier Baez, alongside Trevor Story. Um, and for some odd reason, the Astros haven't extended him. I truly don't know why. I understand uh, Correa has kind of been uh, a bit of an injury liability um, during his time in MLB. Um, but you could argue, you look at the Astros and Jose Altuve, yeah, is probably the face of the franchise and their best player. But you could argue that Carlos Correa is 1A. Carlos Correa is their, I would say, their vocal leader. He's their go-to trash talker. He backs his, I, I hate him. I mean, I, I don't hate him. I don't, I don't know him. I, I don't like, as a fan, I don't like Carlos Correa. As a person, I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he's a cool guy. Um, but uh, as a fan, I don't like him. I don't like his uh, cocky attitude. I mean, I would love him if he was on my team, but uh, he, to me, is the energy of the Houston Astros. Um, he stuck it to the Yankees on so many occasions. Um, he's talked trash to the rest of the MLB. He's the one who stood in his team's corner, like as passionately as you possibly could during the cheating scandal. Um, and, and this is how the Astros are going to repay him. They're going to repay him by letting him hit free agency and not giving him a contract extension. How many other guys does this team give contract extensions? They gave Jose, they, they signed Jose Altuve to arguably the most team friendly contract extension in all of MLB and then scrapped it, gave him a giant new one. He's making like 30 million a year now. They extended Justin Verlander as quickly as they possibly could. They extended Lance McCullers Jr. They extended Yuli Gurriel. They're not going to extend Carlos Correa, who's their starting shortstop, arguably one of the one of the best all around shortstops in the game. To me, this to me, you have to think that this is going to affect the Astros morale down the stretch. And I truly feel that way. I'm not just saying it because I hate the Astros and I love to see them suffer and I want to see them lose. But how could this not? One of the team leaders who's entering a who's entering a a well documented contract situation in the offseason, who is an all star this year, who's could quite possibly be the best hitter all around hitter on the team, um, right in line with Jose Altuve. And he's going out to the media and he's exclaiming that this is his last final year with the Astros. One could argue, hey, this could galvanize the clubhouse. Carlos Correa leaving 26 years old. This guy is going to leave. They're like, okay, great. We got to capitalize. We got to be here with our guy every step of the way. We can't let this affect um, our mental state. But I, I don't know how you successfully compartmentalize that as a locker room, as a team. Um, when a guy goes out to the media and, and says that this is his final year, especially a player of his magnitude. Um, and uh, you can't help but think that it, this is this is really terrible timing. There's a month left in the season, a little over a month left in the season. Um, 
The Astros are probably going to take the AL West at this point with the way the A's are playing. Um, I think they have a five game lead over the A's, if I'm not mistaken, five and a half game lead over the A's it is. Um, And they're certainly, they're certainly one of the best aside from the Yankees heading into the season, they were probably the next best team you, we were worried about. Um, And uh, now they have the same exact record as the Yankees. So it looks like they'll be going toe to toe at some point, but um, for a team like the Astros who needs all that moral support because of how everybody's after them after the science ceiling scandal for a team like the Astros, who's constantly in the media for, um, for, uh, you could say the wrong reasons. It's really beyond their control. Fans jeering them, people mentioning, you know, broadcasters, trolling them, players, taking shots at them, whatever it may be. You know, this is a crew that's got to stick together. Um, think about, Think about how defensive we've been as Yankee fans over the nonsensical cheating scandals that people have tried to throw on us. Um, I know it's different because the Astros were found guilty and did something that was an obvious competitive advantage that MLB found them guilty for. Um, but you know what fans do. You know what organizations do. They stick. It's 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 deny and attack. That's that's what it all is. And that's what Astros fans have been doing. That's what Astros players have been doing. Um as much as we hate them, we can't blame them. What are you going to do? You're just going to take constant insults. You're going to take constant criticism, and that's going to be it. No, you're going to stand up for yourself. You're going to try and stick it to them. The Astros tried to trash talk all of MLB last year. Correa was one of the main figures in the playoffs. We're here. What are you going to say about it? Oh, well, I mean, we, we had a few things to say about it. You were playing in front of no fans, and you faced two of the most inept playoff teams of like this last 15 years and the Twins and the A's. So, Really not going to say much about it. You probably should have won those uh, those series, but I can't help but think, man, you don't think Carlos Correa has forged really, really close relationships with guys like Jose Altuve, uh, Lance McCullers, Alex Bregman. Those are all guys part of the Astros court. Yuli Gurriel, Jordan Alvarez, one of the young up-and-coming Astros stars, even Michael Brantley over these last couple of years. You can't tell me that this team is going to be feeling some sort of way about him hitting free agency and the team really not paying him the money he deserves, especially because you know, what's crazy about this all the Astros have 141 million fully committed next year. They could certainly afford Carlos Correa. I know they're going to have a need in the starting rotation because Zach Ranke's hitting free agency, but I mean, this is a guy you pay. He's 26 years old going on 27. You could still get the prime years out of him and still keep this thing going. It's not like you're going to be, I don't think this is going to be a contract. You're going to regret I mean, may, maybe it depends what his him and his agent are looking for, but he's not getting a Lindor contract. He doesn't have that kind of body of work at this point. This isn't going to haunt you when he's 38 years old. Um, I think this is bad business by the Astros, uh, to be honest. If I'm an Astros fan, I'm pissed. If I'm an Astros player, I'm pissed. Um, it all depends on how this team can kind of, uh, like I said earlier, compartmentalize it and 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 use it as motivation and fuel. Um but I kind of think that's going to be hard, especially with how uh, how difficult the playoff picture is now, because the Astros aren't the top dogs anymore. Um, you look at the Yankees, the Yankees, the Yankees have a more complete team than the Astros right now. Um, I think the White Sox are better than the Astros. I don't know what you guys think about that, but I think the White Sox are probably the best team in the AL from, you know, from a from a top to bottom roster standpoint. Then you have the Rays, who whether you whether or not you think their roster is good, they're getting by. They have the most wins in the AL and they're dealing with bullpen issues. They're dealing with starting rotation issues They They managed to make it work always. So 
and the Rays beat them in the ALCS last year. Astros are not the top dogs anymore, and now they're dealing with a serious personnel issue um, that is going to bring forth some negative headlines. Not negative, but just ones you don't want to see is going to bring forth some other questions from the media that's going to distract them from from the task at hand. And I think it's going to be difficult for them to come through and 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 kind of make it more about winning and make it more about um, taking down the opposition and proving everybody wrong uh, because this is one of your core guys. And it's not going to be easy to see him go if that's the case. We knew this was probably going to be a problem because uh, the contract extension talks never really got anywhere. Um, it was always assumed he was probably going to hit free agency. But the fact he's announcing it in late August, not a good sign for me. Great sign for the Yankees, though, because uh, we want to see this team crumble from within. Um, it'd be great to take them down in the postseason, but it'd also be great to just watch them flame out before we even get to face them if it comes to that. Um, but anyway, that's where I'm at mentally. 12 wins in a row, three more games against the A's, very favorable pitching matchups, potentially the Astros in turmoil. Um, you got to be feeling good right now as a Yankees fan. You really do. And guys, we want you to enjoy the weekend because you you can't feel any negative feelings toward the Yankees right now. Like I said before, when you're losing stuff as uh, important as shutting down the ninth inning, as delivering a quality start, as uh, delivering a situational hit, as playing sound defense, those things are all way more under a microscope and way more criticized um, and way more zoned in on when you're losing. Now, let the Yankees play relaxed. Why don't you play relaxed as a fan? Enjoy yourself. Watch the games. If they lose, they lose. They already won 12 in a row. They're 34 and 11 over the last 45 games. Let's be a little bit. Let's let's dial it back a little bit. Let's let's take the pre- let's take even more pressure off the players. Look how these guys have been playing relaxed. They're having fun. Joey Gallo said last night, this is a fun clubhouse right now. When was the last time you heard that with the Yankees? You really haven't. It's been mostly stiff. It's been boring. It's been nervous. It's been timid. It's been scared for the first half of that season. Constant criticism, constant having to answer to the media, constant having to answer to answer to fan criticism. Not anymore, guys. Enjoy the weekend, please. Uh, my name is Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes on Twitter. Uh, you can also find Adam and I. You can find Adam on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. Uh, maybe give him, send him some positive vibes on vacation. Why not? Yankees are winning. He's probably feeling good. Uh, even though this is a West Coast trip, he's going to have to stay up and lose some sleep while he's trying to relax. Uh, he can't help himself, but that's the way it is. So uh, you can also talk to us in the official Yanksco Yard Twitter account at Yanksco Yard FS. You can also head on over to yanksgoyard.com. We got plenty of content there for you. We're talking about any and all topics, guys. Once again, we want to hear from you in the comment section. We want to hear from you on Twitter. We want to hear from you on the reviews for the podcast. Don't forget, head on over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you do get your podcasts. Drop us that review. Ask us a question. Call us assholes. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. The haters aren't tuned in anymore. They're going to be tuned in probably more down the stretch if the Yankees uh, kind of come back down to earth. Uh, But we're not banking on that. 12 straight wins. We're feeling good. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you next on Monday, everyone. Take care. Jamie's Log. Progressive. The Harrington's Backyard. Day 27. 3.33 a.m. 3.33. All those threes mean something. Or I may be losing it. Been camped in the Harrington's backyard for 27 days now, proving the Progressive has 24-7 protection. They told me every day they understand what 24-7 protection means. Think I'm finally getting through to them. 3-3-3.
Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.